Heidi ho there everybody welcome back to another episode of casual master quest this is episode 88 um, i'm your host for the episode my name is nick a and i'm joined here by my two lovely co-hosts tyler and glenn hey uh <laughs> welcome to canada master quest <laughs> sorry i was practicing that when i went grocery shopping and i'm like i want to do that and so i did that and i'm happy now you did it you did a thing <laughs> you did a thing yeah. i'm proud of you that's look that's, at you that's purely what i wanted to do um um, welcome to episode 88 of Casual Master Quest. Uh, date of recording, February 22nd. Uh, this will be out February 24th. I did math. You did math. did math. I'm good. I'm, so, uh, <laughs> I'm such a proud man. I'm how's, so proud. How's everybody doing? I did okay. I did a thing. You did I a did thing? a thing. I saw a thing. I saw the Sonic. The Sonic. You saw the Sonic movie? I saw the Sonic I'm not a Sonic fan, but I saw the Sonic. It was wow. it was actually they must have used really like high wow. high speed cameras to be able to see Sonic. Yeah, he moves so yeah. fast. He's so f- yeah, the movie was supposed <laughs> to be three hours long, but they uh they wait no. Yeah, but Was it really? No, it was fo- no, it was forty five minutes long, so they slowed it down to an hour and a half. That way we could see Sonic. Like uh-huh. there's little blips of blue here and there. Yeah, you're the editor. You can cut all of that fumbling out. Just, just make it. Sick. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to be 45. You didn't say the three hours at all. Uh, uh, Tyler, me, can you edit this out? Nick, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> How was the Sonic movie uh, uh, overall? Without, you know, obviously any spoilers. Uh, did you enjoy it? Jim Carrey was fantastic in his performance. I wish there was more of him. Uh, but anytime he was there and he did his thing, he shined. Uh, As Jim Carrey, I does. think they did the. Yeah, as Jim Carrey does. Like, uh, uh-huh. it's amazing. I don't even know how old he is. He's getting there, but yeah. he's been entertaining generations upon generations. And so far, his latest thing, still pretty fucking good. Uh, the storyline was uh, meant for an hour and a half movie, so it wasn't anything like, you know, epic, but it was good. They they landed, it was natural, it felt right. And they uh, put something at the end to suggest that they're totally done for making a second movie if it received positive reviews. It turns out that it's the highest, well, we talked about this, the highest selling video game movie of all time. And it's actually making, you know, buku box for what the budget is, last I heard. And uh, yeah, sounds promising. I had a really good time. They were funny. There was one, two times that Sonic did the floss dance and I got scared, but <laughs> they uh, they toned it down. So it worked out. Well, I mean, it is uh, for kids, and also just a quick tidbit: Jim Carrey is fifty-eight years old. Wow, so he's actually proud. younger than I thought. Yeah, wow. man, it's Pretty like, ass, uh, dude. What what year is uh, Jim Carrey born then? Uh, fifty-eight. I God forbid, I do math. What nineteen sixty-two then, or something like that? Uh, correct, nineteen sixty-two. Hmm. Okay, so I was like, liar, liar. I believe it was an early nineties film, and that's mm-hmm. probably one, one of the, my. Well, I mean, one of my favorite films by him ever like of all time liar liar is and then i think ace of ventura ace ventura is before that so i guess that would be where he was probably the youngest yeah yeah I, I guess i can say that he would have been in his uh early 20s man what a great start to a prominent career hmm? and who knew movies like actors like an actor like jim carrey who did the mask and ace ventura I would, forgot and about dumb the and mask dumber talk. and dumb and dumber who would turn into the guy that was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You know, like, he's got some serious range, so. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good Sonic movie. Had a good time. Ate a lot of popcorn. Did a lot of farting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Seems, uh, seems that was the call for a movie That was kids. the only thing that was shitty was the greasy popcorn. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say the farts. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> cause and effect, you know? <laughs> Popcorn was great. Let me uh, put that there. Uh, beyond that, though, uh, this upcoming week, this Tuesday is my birthday, so I've been uh, trying to get things set up, giving people wish lists and stuff. Uh, the scary part is a lot of my friends uh, share birthdays on February, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to save fucking movie, or not save movies, save money up for the Canada trip. I don't want to buy anybody presents and I don't want them to get me presents, you know, but since they know I'm daddy warbucks about buying presents for people, they feel obligated. And I'm like, no, we can call it good this year, you know, <laughs> uh, let's uh, just chill out, you know, at birthday wishes. Birthday wishes are free, you know, right. That good also, will. like, I think uh, young when when I was younger, at least uh, whenever anybody got me a gift, I felt obligated to give a gift back. But now I'm kind of like. If I, especially if I don't ask for anything, you got me this of your own volition. I will thank you greatly. I will appreciate it, but I am under now no obligation to return it because it is a gift. Right. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a trade. Yeah, no, like, is, yeah. Uh, unless, you know, like, it really depends on who's giving me the gift, too. If it was somebody I haven't spent a lot of time when they gave me a gift, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm not gonna. Like, thank you. I, I really appreciate this, but. I mean, it works for Glenn. He's now a part of Casual (laughs) Master Quest. So, I mean, all all them subs. Yep. That was just dividends, my friend. Right? You got me. Hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) Loot. And uh, beyond that, though, uh, this week I wanted to do a joke uh, on my wife by... uh, She asked us sometime last weekend if uh, what she should do for her next emote for Twitch... And so Brandon, she messaged Brandon and I, and so Brandon and I proceeded to play the role of, oh, yes, we're exquisite artists. We're going to draw you something fantastic. What would you like? And uh, I was going to jokingly make her a picture of a polar bear using Microsoft Paint, but then I discovered an app on my phone that allowed me to draw like a motherfucker. And uh, I've been drawing. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of drawing off my phone. The, the, yeah, you this have. week, You've I, been doing good work. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I can't draw. I, I know the artwork says otherwise, but I can't draw, but, well, I mean, I don't know what drawing co- is constituted at that point, but that program makes it so easy to do whatever I want to do that it's amazing. And uh, it's, I believe share? it's called, okay. I mean, can if we want to, uh, it's my, my secret weapon now at this point, <laughs> but I believe it's called Ibis Paint. Uh, it looks like, uh, yeah, Ibis Paint uh, X, I-B-I-S Paint. And uh, apparently this is actually used quite a bit by artists uh, to do uh, manga, specifically. Oh. So uh, anybody who's interested in doing manga, it there's a lot of tools. And I think $8 removes... There's certain brushes and whatnot. If you watch an ad, you can use a brush kind of situation. But 8 bucks unlocks everything for you for the most part. I would say 98% of stuff. And I have so many different tools. And I keep discovering more and more shit as I draw. I discovered texture shading, taking uh, kind of like, uh, what's the name? The Wonderful Adventures of Gumball kind of situation where uh, their uh, actual body is like made of like a certain texture or something silly like that, like tablecloth or whatnot. And uh, yeah, I've been having fun with it. Got a good kick out of it. And so far I drew two Twitch emotes, Brandon's character and my character. And my next project is to work on Nick's character, which... Still terrified of, even though he said if it's fan art, he won't criticize us harshly, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so th- just to clarify, the uh, it's an application for mobile phones. It's called Ibis Paint. 
Um, Ibis Paint X is the free version. Ibis Paint is the paid version. And it is on both uh, iOS and Android. Yes, it is. Nice. And guys, Can you use the seriously, stylus with like, it? I haven't tried it yet. That's actually on my birthday wish list to see if you can use the stylus. But if you can use your phone and you can use something that's, uh, you know, respondent to the stylus, if you can use a stylus on your phone, I don't see why not. Hmm. That's really cool. But I've been able to spend, like, you know, I'll be on a 10-hour work shift, but six of those hours I'm just sitting in the passenger seat. If you have time and you want to burn it, you can draw the hell out of stuff, and it doesn't burn the battery like a lot of other apps like Pokemon Go. Holy shit. But, yeah, I've been learning to draw, been having fun, been doing a lot of tracing, been doing uh, texture shading and all that stuff, and uh, honestly, I have no idea like how to do shading and lighting or stuff, but... As long as I do enough of it, it looks okay. It doesn't look too bad. And um, more importantly, I'm getting free art. I can uh, confirm that um, Ibis Paint is available to download on my iPad, so I would assume that I could use my stylus with it. Um, okay. So, yeah. Are we getting a, a live test feature? Uh, no, no, not going to do that. Um, Aw. But uh, yeah, Nick well. is going to draw at the end of the episode. He'll show us what he has completed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll show you my kick-ass stickman. Um... Glenn, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, pretty uneventful. It's been raining kind of off and on, which is really nice. It actually started like pitter pattering on our like metallic window overhangs, like just before um, I got into the call. So I love that. Nice. Like, the sun's coming back out, which wow. is something it does here. It'll rain for like an hour and then be done rather than just rain for a day. So. I forgot what rain is like, man. I missed it already. <laughs> rain yeah, this time of year over in Michigan scary. Oh, because it's all frizzed. Yeah. It, it can easily freeze, you know, overnight, which means it turns the ice. But, I mean, if it's like a, let's say a 50 or, eh, you know, let's be generous, you know, a 40 degree day and it stays in the 40s above freezing. Mm-hmm. If it, you know, it's a cold rain, but it's still rain. I enjoy it. I love rain. I love rain. I don't like driving in rain, but I love rain. <laughs> as long as you're right past I like the rain, too. Of you guys just, zoop, just fused together in that kind of, I have no idea what either of you said. <laughs> I said, I like the rain, too, and Glenn said, as long as you're riding passenger, you're good. Yeah, absolutely. Just hold on to uh, both the you know the handles of the door and whatever uh, religious figure you have, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, over with me, my week mm. has been quiet. I've had the week off school because this is when our spring break is, so we don't get spring Hell break. Yeah. We get this week as a spring break, and I haven't done anything, which has been nice. Um, I've had a few deadlines uh, uh, through the holidays, and I've got those in, uh, so things are going okay. But I decided, uh, at least with uh, some of the friends in my acting class, we decided we wanted to do something. So we're doing a potluck uh, dinner, and that's going to be tonight, right after we finish recording. Um, Not just any potluck, though, Nick. It's going to be your potluck. Uh, Yes, I'm hosting. It's over at my place, and I am very uh, excited. I I used to host a lot uh, growing up, and uh, I haven't done that in a while. And have some people over, have some drinks, have some food. Who's uh, invited? Uh, everybody in my actors class. Oh, man, I got yes. excited for a second. When are you going to invite me to stuff, Nick? Come on. Um, when, uh, whenever you don't have to take a five-hour flight out to see me. Oh, suddenly it's stipulations to see you. I see yes, how it is. Yes, you're, you're, yes. you're too far reaching, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Um, I have to have uh, standards on who I invite to my events uh, on a regular basis. You, you like basis Futurama me on an iPad or something? <laughs> Just put me on top of the fridge? I mean, huh. if you Just want. Just hear me once... shout, hey, can you give me a cold one? 
I mean, if you want the moment the thing starts, I can just live stream the whole thing on Twitch. Big done. <laughs> Perfect. Do Thank you. Just chatting. <laughs> just chatting. Yeah, just chatting. Um, beyond that, uh, I've been doing a lot. Hate this. I think I talked about this. I mentioned this before. I hate that I've only just found D and D, but I've been doing a lot of D and D. Um, and I'm getting the groove of being a DM and my group's feeling my groove and I'm feeling their groove and we're just kind of grooving together. Like it's slowly syncing up. Like we're only three sessions in. It's a lot of grooving. It's a lot of grooving and a lot of vibing and a lot of syncing and it's groovy, uh, baby. Um, but it's uh, but it's going good. I'm uh, I'm happy with how that's turning out. There was one other thing that happened this week, but I just can't remember what it was. You rolled a nat 20, and then you said vibe check, as you murdered them. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. I've, I don't think I've ever rolled a critical on any of my players yet. I saw a Like, thing. I've oh, just man. been rolling ass. I, I saw a thing on, like, it's like the DMs only group on Facebook. You have to, like, apply it again, and it's stupid. Uh, but people just, like, ask questions if they're new DMs or if they have situations where they're like, I don't know what to do here. Uh, or right. if things are just really interesting or crafting. It, uh, it's a lot of stuff. But there was one DM who posted a thing today who listed out a scenario where on seven different die for seven different checks, whether attacks, saving throws, seven times in a row, different players on different dies rolled 20s in a row. Jesus. And he was like, this happened. And then they rolled a 20. So they got out of it. And then they did this and they avoided this thing. And then they did this and they hit him back. And then they did this and this happened to this guy. And I was just like, how do you even do that? And then somebody did the math. It's like one in 1.16 billion. That's a one in 1.16 billion chance like of that to happen. Seven 20s in a row. So. Holy smokes. It's crazy. I thought the the double crit smite that happened in my thing was crazy. That's uh, one in 400, I believe. <laughs> yeah. No, that is crazy, for sure. Don't downplay it, man. That is definitely crazy. But, like, okay, seven? Yeah. Seven? Double 20s. <laughs> um, that sounds like incredible luck or cheating. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a bit of both, maybe. Um, but there was one other thing I wanted to mention, and it's not, I can't remember it, so I'm sure it'll be a tangent at some point. Uh, so before uh, we diverge into the tangents and uh, fully explore them and waste... Not waste, sorry. Um... How do I say this? Redirect conversations entirely based on our tangents. We are a video game podcast. Oh. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Um, we are a video game podcast. And, um, Glenn, what have you been playing this week? Well, I mean, one of the games is something I uh, started to jump back into that uh, is a little bit because of you. Me? Yeah, there's a game that Them? you hold near and dear to your heart that I, I jumped into for the first time since Forsaken came out. I don't know, near and dear. It is. It's first time since forever, and I tried out the cross save, so I purchased both of the expansion packs again, but I was able to move over my old character from Destiny 2 um, and start working on the storyline with you and kind of just figuring out how to play again on a mouse and keyboard. Right, right. (laughs) First uh, getting used to bindings and stuff, and uh, yeah, I think I I think it was pretty chill. Um, Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I ever feel bad about taking like uh, newer players through things, running them through things, is like, all right, all right, Nick, gotta slow the fuck down. Let them kill something too. Let them, let them do something. Let them feel like they're contributing. Just don't like slap, whip out your dick and slap all the enemies in the face with it. Let them do some (laughs) of the dick slapping. Um, That was that was a few times, but. Because, because you know, uh, like there's a 200 light level difference between us right now, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm just like, 
so used to grinding out some of these stories and strikes, I just go on autopilot and I don't think about it because my teammates usually would keep up, right? Because right. they're the same level and we could just go at the same speed. So, like, I have to consciously, like, all right, slow down. Oh, this part's cool. Let's wait for him to, like, experience this first. So, like, I try to do that, especially with certain things, with stories. I'm like, let them go first because I've already seen this. So why should I, like, ruin any of, like, the voice lines and stuff? So, uh, but yeah, we play for a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Like to get some more yeah. time in. Um, but that's been a good time. Um, obviously, we only got one game in, but I've um, been back on the Breath of the Wild train as well. Something both of you will be happy about. Yes. Um, Hell yeah. I finally got off the plateau. And uh, yes, I he did. Currently, uh, just arrived at the Zora Castle and nice. found out about the Zora's girl domain. And, nice. Look uh, at you. Found out what's going on up there. Prince Sidon. Sidon. Oh like, man, Prince Sidon. He is what a dream. Dreamboat. I'm Shit. sure there is so You're much. You're gonna do great, Link. I believe in you. Yeah. Well, he also said the same thing to that random chick that also went up the road. So I think he was just looking for a human to help him out <laughs> and knew that a human <laughs> would be able to not be shocked to death immediately by this creature that he'd need the arrows from. But anyway, seeing one of the creatures I mean... before it had fallen or turned or whatever was really cool. In that moment where he remembered her, the princess, um, mm, princess Mifa, Mifa, yes, um, Mifa, Mifa is uh, probably there's like a weird debate on uh, because Mifa's fucking adorable in, and I would die for her. It, she is cute and whatnot, but there's also a cutscene that you may see later, Glenn, depending if you play the DLC, that shows a more different side of her, okay, in a good way. But, you know, when you first see Mifa, it's like, oh, she's cute and shy kind of mentality and whatnot. But she's people. cool as shit. <laughs> I heal people and then I died. Uh, but whoops. Oh, yeah, it's very sad. It's so weird that you're enjoying you know, like tragic memories. Yeah. Of people. It's 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 but, always bittersweet with Link. Yeah. And that I think honestly, my favorite thing about the game so far has just been adjusting. Uh, because much like WoW Classic, it doesn't give a shit about what you think. It's just there. the world works a certain way, and you have to adjust to that. Like, when I started slipping, slipping off of rocks when I was climbing it because it was raining, I was like, this sucks, but it makes sense, so I can't climb rocks when it's raining, you know? like <laughs> It's undeniable logic, and I hate right. it. <laughs> it! It made super sense. I just, I, you know, but like, uh, and like, getting to tame my first horse... How freaking cool, man! Like that was so much fun. Um, I will never I felt forget. Like a fool. <laughs> okay, no, I can't. Ahead, I man. can't say anything. But there was that. There was a few times, Tyler, when you were over here, and then uh, you were watching me finish, or at least try to finish Breath of the Wild. There was a few times where I did things that took you forever to do, and I just remember you being a little frustrated. Oh, watching you do like uh, the the smart way of doing things. No, no, like uh, uh, like there are certain things and. Like, I, I really just don't want to spoil it for Glenn, but Glenn, like, watching you play it was, like, I was watching Glenn play it the, earlier this week, and it, for me, yeah. watching people play Breath of the Wild now, at least, is very much like watching people play The Witcher 3. I just love it, because it's such a beautiful game, and even just them watch, and there's so many ways to do everything. Yeah. Um, like, Glenn solved a puzzle... Um, there's one shrine where you have to, where there's one wall's a wall of water, and there's a stone ball running down, and you have to, like, use ice blocks to guide the stone ball, stone ball into a specific place. He went up <laughs> yeah. to the puzzle to do it when there were stairs on the other side, and his cryo freeze would have reached from across the gap. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it yep. worked. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. 
still um, getting used to so, some mechanics. I'm like, oh, I'm up on this mountain. I need to get down there, but I can't jump or I'll fall. You have a glider, idiot. I have to tell myself that I have a glider <laughs> so often. Um, and Glenn, you just ha you just have to for no particular reason. I've even told him told him this before, but for no particular reason, Glenn, you have to make sure you get to thirteen hearts. Yes, I don't know why, but I'm that I'm should be your priority. Thirteen. Um, I'm gonna Nick, help what are you before doing? I fight Ganon, right? Uh, whenever, just just make sure. I mean, by the end of the game, I have thirteen hearts. Uh, if we're gonna be honest here, the sooner you get the thirteen hearts, the better. Like it. You get an ability that helps you out in the long run, essentially, Wonderful. and that is the threshold. So I would recommend that if you do it sooner, it'll help you out. But if you like a challenge or you think you're having a good challenge now, don't worry oh, about it. Oh, I'm you know? all about the narrative, man. So if I can be stronger and get through story-based fights faster, I'll also it'll I'll help get, you like I'll get explore the more. <laughs> yeah, it'll also help you oh. explore more and get more like weapons and just get stronger and as you go along. Oh as my well. god, yeah. Finding new yeah. weapons. I thought I was gonna hate the fact that these things kept breaking down. I hear that the master sword doesn't do that, or you can repair it, which is good. Um, because eventually I would like for that to be the case where I have like an item. I'm very much like that, like I was with my Gen 1 Pokemon. I wanted to have a thing that I use, or like I found this thing and now it's my thing and I use it for everything where I upgraded or whatever, where Pokemon evolves, all that shit. But yeah, so I'm really enjoying the progression of learning and kind of like being like, oh, that has three question marks over that weapon. I've never seen it before, you know? Mm. Um, I was good giddy like that uh, for <laughs> shields because, you know, you're used to seeing like the same five shields, but then yep. you see this one shield and it's like, oh, here oh, we go. Snap. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Have you yeah. been able to upgrade anything, Glenn? Uh, no, but I hear that I need to keep my choo-choo jellies, I think is what they're called. Um, for, certain, uh, uh, I mean, for certain things. Just, yeah, just hold on to most things right now. Yeah, I saw a guide online that said, wait until you have 200 of anything, especially monster parts, before you sell anything. Um, so if you've got 200 bat wings, great. Now you can sell one, you know. I'm going to um, say that 90% of the upgrades don't require gems, so you can sell them. Okay. But you might shoot yourself in the foot at the same time because there might be that one thing you're like, oh, I I really like this, but it'd be nice if it had, you know, more oomph to it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it needs, you know, 10 topaz. And it's like, fuck. Sold all my topaz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'll hold on but, to things unless I need to sell them at this point. I'm also really down to try and find one of the cool special mounts because running around and then patting my sword, my horse, and he just goes... Ah, and then it's like, look at my sword. My and I'm sword like, is yes, amazing. My horse me loves me. Look at our bond. Is so crazy. Uh, hmm. Well, if you want me to point in the right direction to a horse, there's two boy, directions. Do I... Yeah, there's there's two directions. Because I've heard that there's a horse that comes from the royal line of Zelda's horse somewhere. Yeah, and then there's also like a spirit horse somewhere too. Uh, Glenn, I mentioned it in the chat as a joke called Ganon Horse. What? Yeah. Is it there's real? A, there's a, it, it's a real ass horse. There's a horse out there that is the biggest horse of them all, and I <gasps> called it Ganon Horse. You call the it only, Ganon Horse? Only... Or is it called Ganon Horse? I think the community's called No, it's not called Ganon Horse. Okay. <laughs> I, I always called it Ganon Horse. If you ever see it, you'll know why. It's huge, but right? Yeah, it, it's a Ganon warlord of a horse. It also has like Ganon's color scheme from like pre other games. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, and but the only downside to the Ganon horse is it can't sprint. It can't gallop. 
but it's huge. So it's but it's, it's long legs, massive. It has incredible strength levels. Uh-huh. Like I think I think it's like most stuff can cap at three, and I'm pretty sure the strength of that horse is five. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly yes. like you could run over something and it will hurt. So is that the cap for all horses though? Is four? Is five it stars four? on is most things? Like you'd have to like get really lucky with uh, certain things. I think it's speed and stamina that can cap out on wild horses, but strength cannot. You oh, know what they screwed up on with Breath of the Wild? On wild horses, four, I think. Yeah. Okay, they should have done horse breeding. Imagine. Can you imagine? That oh would have been God. fucking cool. Breed of five star stamina with the five star speed. Do you have a five star speed and stamina? Oh, is that it's not just possible? A Pegasus. Normally, no. no uh, that would be nice. I Everything have a you four get, you gotta speed catch. and a four stamina horse. I have. That's four fantastic. Four. That's start. great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I no, that's do what I do and immediately teleport out and leave it in the middle of a field to be collected like a, a lost car later. That's what I did. Whoops. But then I realized that you can go to the stable and be like, hey, bring my horse here. I like that. Okay, oh, like, I didn't yeah. know that. They yeah, were like, yeah, you can go. Yeah, and literally, like, um, he was like, you have to be in range for the whistle to work because this isn't magic. And then I left him way in the north on accident because I thought I would teleport me with him. <laughs> and it got me there and I was like, no horse. So I just went up to him and I was like, hey, can you bring my horse back? Not by magic. And then two seconds later, it was just walking up to the place. And I was like, great. Cool. Yeah, that works out. I didn't know that. I never used a horse, honestly. What? Uh, I I always did it by yeah. foot. I always, I, yeah, I did like majority of my exploring by foot too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird oh, thing. Yeah. But... Running. I like how they're like, oh, some of these machines. The machines only work when they're close to Ganon's castle. Bullshit. Three times now, I've wandered into a large field, and there's a oh, working the <laughs> fucking guardian, and it just hits me once and kills me, and I'm just like. These things, I'm look at the castle, how far it is. It's so fun. Anyway, Breath of the Wild is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and then the last game. I'm happy for you, I think. I Yeah. Well, I've been playing a little TFT and Summoner's Rifts, which is fine. Meh, 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 meh. They're coming up with a new thing soon on TFT. Meh, meh, it's meh, called meh, Galaxies, I think. Okay. Um, but then also, wow, classic. I've had, I'm, I'm experiencing my first guild drama. Which is uh, hell yeah! Interesting. Now you should live in the true life. Yeah, we have some. Apparently, we have some Chinese players who used to be a part of a super guild during vanilla, and those people are getting back together. So they're server transferring. Um, and uh, so they they were like, oh, you know, we won't leave for two weeks, but we just we'll help you replace us, you know, and stuff like that. But they're like top DPS and top healers, so like they're really good players in our guild. And uh, I think there's only seven of them that are leaving. But, like, they're that important. As only far as, like, only seven. Well, so, I mean, we have, like, 60 that, level 60s, so. Still, that's pretty critical. It still is pretty critical, mostly because of their place in the hierarchy. Like, they're all very, very productive members. Um, and a couple other people kind of, like, freaked out. A couple other, like, high-tier guys went, oh, no, that means we're all going to fall apart. We're leaving. And so they just left. And our guild leader, while a, a good guy, is a little impulsive sometime, and apparently he... They were like feeling bad about it because they're like, man, maybe we shouldn't leave. And then apparently he came into the discord that they were in and just like started ripping on him. He's a wonderful dude, but apparently he was just very frustrated. You don't quit. I fire you. Right. It's one of those things where they were like thinking about coming back. And then he came in and started being angry. And they were like, all right, cool. That solidifies it for me. I don't feel bad anymore. Thanks. Bye. 
when and saving face like, takes such a negative turn. Yeah. Me, all it seems like is when you, you know, you give your two weeks into your boss, and your boss is like, well, fuck you then. I didn't need you Just anyway. Like, fuck you for being within your legal rights to do what you need to do. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's whoa, been Whoa, whoa, Glenn. I did Glenn, jump runs for the first please. time. Please, scaring me with those you did, terms. You did what? Uh, jump runs. It's in Dire Mall East where you can hop into yes, uh, yes, of course. a cave mm-hmm. where they have like I think between two and four rich thorium veins at the end of it, and mages can solo it. Um, basically, it's a really, really good way to get arcane crystals ah, um, right. quickly mm. uh, to make sure. um, arcanite bars, because I'm working on making yeah. a Lionheart helm, which is a very, very good, 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 good item, and I'm hoping that I will complete it within the next week or two, because uh, now that those seven people are leaving, I was worried I was going to be on the tail end of people not geared enough, not be able to go to Blackwing Lair anymore, which was going to be the case. But now that all these, now that we've had nine or ten people that are now cycling out, they're like, "No, we need you. You have to be here because I'm one of three <laughs> warriors that are not protected." Yeah, wasn't it? So wasn't it just last week? You're you're basically being I, politely shuttled out. Mm-hmm, yeah, and they were just like, "We just need better geared guys in here so we can, you know, pr- actually progress and." Um, it's nothing personal. It's just like, great, it's fine. I'm totally okay with it. I understand. Um, and this week, mean I, you can't I, be upset though. Or no, at least I mean, I was, I was annoyed and sad because I wanted to be a part of things, but like, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. mad at him, you know, for saying that. Uh, but then I came in, I signed up this week, just being like, I'll, I'm here and I'm available. And then I was like, hey, I understand. And he's like, no, 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 no. A lot's happened since last week. Here's the deal. <laughs> we need you. And I was like, great. I mean, I always thought you needed me, but now you really need me. <laughs> so, uh, it's a you good time. You need me now, and your time so is, now, you know. now all you got to do is threaten to leave, and then watch them become, watch them promote you to guild leader. <laughs> no, I do not. Damn want it, to Dick! Run a you guild. took my idea. I was I like, you got to barter the shit. I don't want to run a guild, man. It is okay. Hey, there's a lot going Lieutenant, on. Right hand man. I wouldn't mind being a chancellor, but yeah. assistant to the general manager. Assistant to the GM. <laughs> That's wonderful. But yeah, it's a good time. The guys are great. Uh, Blackwing Lair is fun. We did progress twice as far. So we got past uh, Laz. And that was got an into, office reference. I think we got through four four mm-hmm. of the eight bosses this week. Uh, so nice. next week, hopefully, we'll get through more. This week, we brought more healers. We only had eight last week. And this week, we had 13. So uh, Nice. Yeah. It, uh, that's why they were like, we're going to increase the healers. And you were already close if we needed to cut somebody. <laughs> And this week they're like, no, 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 come, keep coming. You know, we need you, we need you. And I was just like, yeah. Because every time we kill we a boss in DWL worms. for a guild, as a guild for the first time, you get an extra 20 DKP. So like, I was like, I want to be there on the first kills because that's more DKP. And I'm one of like 20 people, 21 people in the guild who have the most possible DKP. Right? So um, nice. And nice. is there like a spreadsheet or something to keep track of that kind of stuff? Or? Yeah, there's an app um, uh, around the map in the upper corner. It's just an add-on that you add through Twitch or through your own manual things. And uh, basically, they they have an add-on that connects to everybody in the guild, and they can change and add things, and it will has a little alert that pops up. It's like, you know, you guys have been in Blackwing Lair for another hour. Here's another 10 DKP for everybody. You know, and then it shows your net, your spent, and your total amount um, of it, It's funny because I remember making fun of you, you know, messing around with DKP before you started raiding and stuff. And sure, shit, yeah, I guess the, the system's back. So, And I've got some good stuff, too. I got the Helm of Endless Rage, 
Um, nice. And I got a couple. Well, wait, don't uh, you want the lion heart thing on my boo I do, but I'm. I mean, it's, I've still got to make another seven Arcanite bars. So that's like 400 gold. Mm. So it's gonna be a while. And before I was running with an actual tanking helmet, so I'm not a tank. <laughs> the only no. reason I know about Arcanite it's just bars like I'm is not a Sonic fan. You're not a Sonic fan, of course. Not. I'd never think you were a Sonic fan. Son. No, never. Not a Sonic fan. Thank the you. Reason I know, Thank you. What is Sonic? The only reason I know I'm about Arcanite bars is because um, one of the streamers I watched who got uh, Hand of Rag in his uh, server for the first uh, first server, server first Hand of Rag, um, uh, needed like eight Arcanite bars and like a fuck fucking ton of other oh, no, shit it's, that fucking it's takes forever. 50. It's 50 Arcanite bars for Hand of Rag. 50, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's freaking there. crazy. Yeah. Oh, uh, we... Did get another thing. I'm sorry. Before I forget it, we got Thunder yeah. Fury. We have a Thunder Fury in Blessed our Blade, Blade of, of the, the Windseeker. Wind yeah, our one of our tanks has it. Holy shit! This guy's got Thunder Fury. Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. Look at this guy. Holy crap! He's got Thunder Fury. Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. Sorry, it's 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 a it's a meme. Anytime somebody links it and somebody will jump in the chat saying, "Did somebody say Thunder Fury?" Blessed I Blade did see somebody yeah, made I, another I, I, one I on our server. Said Thunder Fury. Blessed Somebody's... Blade of the Windseeker. Holy crap. Somebody Wait, th made Thunder another Fury? one on our server last night and they were like, it's going down. And they're like, did someone say Thunder Fury? And I didn't get it. And so just now. Um, but yeah. Cool. So now you know. Well, I was picking up then. And yeah. uh, now it seems like with the fewer people uh, on the regular list for rating, it seems like you'll have a better chance of loot. So that'll uh, help I'm, you with yeah. some of your grievances. I might be swapping to Fury. So Nice. Ooh. Um, Double to Andrew, you'll be double fisting. Oh, I really only miss. way to do it. I want a spider leaper do so bad. <laughs> Tyler, how's your? Uh, what have you been playing this week? You know, it's been an off week because I've been spending my time learning the draw and all that stuff. But I did get uh, some time in during the weekend. I got to play some Dead Space Three with the wife. Uh, it is so bizarre getting my wife to play a horror game. But the nice thing is, I don't. Even, can you classify Dead Space Three as a horror game still? Yes, it is too scary. 100%. Um, I'm glad I had somebody <laughs> to play it with me. Um, it is way too spoopy for me. Okay, well, I mean, I, I think it's watered down by the, what you just said. You know, playing with somebody else kind of kills the suspense. You know that even if you are frightened, you do have somebody that has your back at the very least. And That did also I, help that whenever we when we played, uh, you'd be like, hey, watch out from, from this vent. And I didn't know whether you were being serious or not, so I was just always prepared, so it just made it easier for when something actually did pop out of the fucking vent. Because paranoia versus just pure uh, obliviousness, I guess, uh, would be, like, the term here. You're like, you're... <laughs> jokingly, I kept you alert. Like, Amanda, anytime I say, oh, fuck, here we go. I love this one. Uh, and she's like, what? I'm like, oh... Nothing, nothing. And she's like, what? It's like, <laughs> what's gonna try to kill me? <laughs> nothing. I watched you guys rip the boss in half, so that was tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're currently about two-thirds into the game trying to get to the top, and uh, so far, having a good time. There's, uh, We got stuck at a part where we're climbing up uh, the ice side of a mountain, mm -hmm. where if you goof up, it's instant death. You know, no matter the difficulty, so uh, we had some trouble with that, but we managed to get up. Uh, thankfully, I did what any uh, person in Mother Nature like wildlife does, is uh, if they sense that their child is in danger, they need to preserve, the preserve themselves because they can make more children. So I, the mother an uh, antelope, ran as fast as I could, leaving her behind to get on top of the mountain, 
And so when I hit the checkpoint and she died, we were started on the top of the mountain. So it worked out for both of us, but <laughs> uh, we had the examiner relationship there for a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Uh, she had a couple of good kicks uh, messing with me because I wanted the flamethrower. And she's like, oh, you mean this thing? And, you know, she had show off her flamethrower. Okay. Okay, Amanda. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be a little funny here. The old jokester. But, yes. Been having a good time. I don't want to be condescending to her. I don't think she has any idea what's going on for the most part. But that's okay. I think she's just there to enjoy the moment and shoot zombies. Look, there's a lot of dead She's toasting them. That- she, she's toasting them. I mean, so, you know, take what you can get, right? You know, small victories. And alongside that, I've been playing a game with Brandon. Uh, people might you know this might sound familiar. Ocarina Time Randomizer. Uh, we did a last run a couple of weeks ago that ended in failure because we couldn't find an item that followed the logic to its completion. Either a glitch or both of us went through every single chest that we can access in the game. I believe there's 162. Uh, we were able to access about maybe 80 to 100 of them. We went through all of those bit by bit doing a fresh new checklist. Couldn't find it. We had no idea what happened. So okay. we ended up having to give it up. And we started over. We decided to, uh, you know, go through the list. Make sure he has a spoiler log just in case, you know, because we don't want to repeat of that. If you put, you know, 10, 15 hours into a run only to not be able to complete it and it's frustrating, you know, you want to have like a backup just in case. Right. And so far it's been it's been going pretty good. Uh hopefully we're able to finish that sometime soon and uh got some hope for it. But you know, it's been a week. I've been playing with friends. Been playing with friends. And I haven't gotten a chance to play dreams. I do. I hundred percent want to play more dreams. Right. But it's just been a hell of a week. It's like, can I sit down and play, you know, a mixture of other people's game drafts essentially? Or I could draw the shit out of Magdor Bandiron the dwarf. And it's like yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, before, like, initially I was fishing for compliments, but I'm hitting my own self-satisfaction. Thank you guys, though. It makes me feel good as I'm not an artist, uh, as a person who's trying to draw the team. Uh, right. It oh, makes me feel don't, validated. Don't do that. You, If you drew it, you're an D- artist. Don't man. draw a band. Fine. I'll delete it right now. No. Okay. <laughs> don't downplay the fact that you are an artist. I paint miniatures. That technically qualifies me as an artist. You know, like. Uh, you, I believe, you according to Nick, job. that makes you a nerd. That I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, because he fucking called me a nerd first, so you know what am I supposed to? I have to shoot. I have to fire back. You know? No, yeah, no, but I didn't mean it badly. Either way, <laughs> oh, I know. I I don't want you to downplay how well you're doing and the fact that it is art and you are an artist. It looks very very good, and I think it will just get with better. Little nephew Jimmy squirts the gun at uh, Uncle Addy, and then Uncle Addy just pulls out a full-on shotgun. It's like, okay, <laughs> wow, uh, let's let's back up here a minute. Um, well, uh, with me, uh, we already talked about I played a little Destiny Two with Glenn. I've uh, been playing more Apex lately. I talked about this last week. Uh, it's just become fun all of a sudden. The only thing I can think of as to why it's become fun is. Probably because uh, the BR fatigue is worn off. Because I played a lot of like Fortnite early in the day, like when it first came out. Um, like I played a lot of Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite. What's and, a lot? Um, easily over 150 to 250 hours in the first few seasons. Um, yes. Yeah. And I'm glad. I just want to say right here, I'm glad that you guys, we all use the hour system too. 
because there's been so many times where it's metric versus uh in, was it imperial or whatever you want to call it yeah. yeah it's been causing some complications thank god time is measured universally <laughs> yeah at least with games too like that's how you know somebody's like really fucking played the game how many hours you got in the game are you a real gamer? Do you even play this game? Tell me about the Fortnite lore. You don't even Ooh, know anything about Fortnite my favorite. lore. <laughs> Wait, there's um, lore yeah, so Fortnite? Name me five Fortnite albums. A little bit there is, actually. Um, ah, that's a But, uh, yeah, no, like, uh, BR Fatigue, um, like, really wore me down when we first started playing Apex, which was sad because Apex was based on, you know, made by Respawn, who made Titanfall 1 and 2, and I absolutely love the movement, the way the games feel. For uh, Apex came out, and it was just like fucking rng landing not getting as good gear as the guy landed next to you and then he just fucking dominates you and it just kind of and it still happens it's still happening it's still the case but like well, now it's kind of like there's more you know like there's more life and freshness to the game so we're like yeah okay let's just keep going like this is fine this is fine uh, like it's, it's not as bad as destiny 2 is right now the pvp this is fine everything's okay um but we've been Destiny's having fun fine. uh me and uh ricky and dose have been playing actually um two of my friends who I play with regularly and we've just been uh, getting our groove together as a team and just figuring out what like uh, heroes work well and just figuring out a strategy we're not trying to like like hard like gra- grind the uh, rank playlist like hardcore or anything but we're just having fun with it having fun being a little sweaty um, you guys you guys you guys got super serious last night when I was watching and you were all very good and it was like call outs and I I don't think you were tryharding though it just seemed like you were super focused yeah, no, like that wasn't because so last night when you were watching, we were playing on uh, the first map for Apex mm-hmm. and we we're just trying to get used to it because we haven't played on uh, on it in a while. Um, but if you uh, like if I'd streamed us playing uh, the ranked, we were like really trying like that was when I wasn't making any stupid pushes, any stupid plays. I was actually listening. Yeah. So last night we were focused, uh, but we weren't like trying hard. We weren't trying to like win win like we wanted the win, but we weren't like I need this win. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking die. You know, like, this isn't just a game. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go into that. Um, but, um, um, fucking, yeah, that's Apex. And then I played a, I played another game that I think uh, um, come as a nice surprise. Boy, oh. is this game a surprise. Uh, oh. Not a surprise. Um, played a little God of I'm War. Excited. Wait, what? That's a I surprise? Played- whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, for Tyler it is. That's why I put surprise game. I you played God of War? I played only about an hour, but I did play some God still of War. An hour, not that's that's still quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say. Well, uh, tell me this, about it, boy. I will say this: the game is fucking beautiful. It Hell is, yeah, it is absolutely gorgeous, especially on a PS4 Pro. Um, so fucking beautiful. It's see, uh, this might honestly come as hypocritical for me. I understand this, but the f- FPS doesn't matter if as long as it's not a shooter. Because as long okay. as the game is smooth and I can play it, I have no issues with that, especially understanding the limitations of a console. But if I'm playing a shooter, I would like it to be at a 60 FPS minimum. Because then it just, just makes it more accurate. Because I'm, it does, like, there's no accuracy here. I just have to swing my sword, my axe and hit. Um, but, uh, um, hi, Tyler. Um, but yeah. What do you want me to say to that little statement? I, I don't want you to say anything. I'm just acknowledging that it might be a little bit hypocritical coming from me, but that's the fact. Like, I still enjoyed the game because it's a hack and slash. I don't need to be the most accurate. I just need to make sure my hacks and slashes hit. Um, I mean, when you swing the axe, there's some precision that needs to be done there. Um, yeah, well... Or when you throw it, rather. Yeah, fuck, yeah I, 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 I don't throw it. I think the speed of the game is slow enough, though, that it just doesn't affect 
your experience. Is that all yeah. you're saying? Okay. Yeah, like, it, especially for a hack and slash, like, it doesn't need to be fast. I just need to make sure I get the combos right and understand things. I'm not throwing that axe yet until I get all access to all the other weapons. Um, I know enough from the game, from watching people stream, watching some other friends play it, that it gets really fucking intense and I'm excited. Um, I got to the part where he fights, um, I think where I ended, so this might be a little less than an hour. Where I ended was when he fights Baldur. Is this, yep. Which one did you yep. play? Um, this is the most recent God of War, so 2018. Oh, where he's got his... Yeah. Okay, with his son. Yeah, yeah. Which is why... So, so he doesn't have an axe in the other one. Well, th he does, but that's more like a great axe. It's like an axe from Monster yeah. Hunter that you'd see. I think it's in oh. two or three. Anyways, um, it's a lot of fun. It, it really is, and it's it's interesting because it's got such a... It's got such a wholesome dynamic at times. Like, it, like the whole thing about Kratos being so... Harsh is um, only because he understands the like the fact that his curse might have passed on and his rage and the fact that he's a Spartan and his connections with the gods like he's it was practically in his blood and um, trying to get his son to slow down was interesting but also like it could have been done a different way but then what other way does he know? Well, here comes part two of acting class for Vol Nugoni. Ah, uh, shit! Here we go. Um, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying the game. I'm glad I finally got around to it because I picked it up uh, a few months ago f at, for like 15 bucks or something. And I'm like, I'll play it when uh, Eugene's gone and then I haven't touched it until now. So, um, yeah, feels good. Uh, to some extent feels good being on a controller again. Um, and it's not, it's, it's like, for me, it's like riding a bicycle, except for a shooter, like just playing on a controller in general is easy. Um, so, uh, easy in the sense, I'm not saying that it's, an easier brain dead way to say it just to specify i'm just saying it wasn't hard to pick it back up and just go back to playing on a controller mm -hmm. oh specifically okay. that's what i meant yeah right. but for oh, some right, games right. the aim assist compensates for that specifically shooters and it's fucking stupid and that shouldn't be a thing anyways oh, um okay but <laughs> that's uh, an opinion we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh <laughs> i'm talking about competitive shooters like fortnite because the aim assist is stupid oh my gosh you're going back to it come on calm um, yourself <laughs> uh, we bequeath are... your emotions upon thy heart. Nay, um, but now it is time for our tangent war chess. Um, oh yeah, Tyler, would you like to tell us what we uh, what we have this week in our in our tangent war chess? So I randomly rolled earlier, and uh, we had the two magical terms. Uh, Glenn is getting his library mode on, so uh, I dare say, let us go to the appendix. Flip the pages, and the first phrase of the week is bridges. I believe uh, this term uh, stems from the Kojima game known as Death Stranding, but I mean, bridges could mean anything in this case. And yep. the second word or phrase of the week is chicken nuggets, which I, yeah, yeah. I like chicken yeah. nuggets. So, I believe one of these terms is Glenn's, one of these terms is, uh, Nick's. Uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Glenn. And, I think the uh, green one's mine, right? I don't remember. I, I, I think really it like is. chicken nuggets. That was probably me, but... <laughs> I don't so, know how I feel about bridges and chicken nuggets together. Bridges and chicken nuggets. All I could think is that chicken nuggets are the bridge for picky eaters to being socially accepted. <laughs> but chicken nuggets is for... <laughs> When well, because picky I, I, eaters will go out to a restaurant and order either chicken nuggets and fries or chicken tendies and fries. What's a tendy? Why do you call it tenders? Tendies, tenders. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, like 
We've graduated past kindergarten, people. Well, considering that I'm considerably younger than everybody here, I'm just gonna take it in my stride that I'm gonna still call attendees. I'm a child. Considerably? Considerably. Yeah, you fair. heard me, sir. Considerably? Indubitably. I bite my thumb Ir at you, sir. Irrefutably. You just used the Shakespearean insult and you're gonna call me old? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tendi or not Tendi? That's indeed the question. Oh, oh boy. Uh, so, <laughs> got uh, apparently Amanda's in support of you, Nick. So uh, you, you got that going for you. She's also wait. Oh crap! I was about to say she's also a child, but married to her. So that's actually a very scary statement to make. So I'm not gonna make that statement. Good so call. We're gonna back. We're gonna back right up to that. So, chicken nuggets. I. Used to like chicken nuggets. I maybe I still do. And uh the, the only problem is though, A, I'm on on a diet, so you know, I can't look at any version of breaded chicken for the most part. But it feels like when it comes to chicken nuggets, it's just they're not that good anymore. Like uh they're decent, they're bite sized and whatnot. But at that point I, I would rather just go for uh boneless chicken wings, you know? Uh you they come pre sauce and whatnot. It's like what do you what do you dip? Dip chicken nuggets in ketchup, barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce, right? No, with the um, with the right now McDonald's Canada at least here in BC is running a new uh, sauce uh, or a new special burger called the habanero McChicken, and it's a habanero oh, nice. like mayo dipping sauce and it's fucking spicy. And then they're giving that as like dipping sauce for nuggets as well. Mmm, fucking huh. tight. It's good. Oops. You know. Uh, about maybe two years ago, uh, McDonald's decided to announce a temporary return of the, I think it's called the Szechuan sauce. Oh, uh, that was a, that was a shit show. It, like, every, people lost their shit, especially after this the whole Rick shit. and Morty episode that led to it. <sighs> and, you know, they came back and everybody's like, holy shit, Szechuan sauce is back. We're going to What is this? Oh, oh. <laughs> I tried it. I'm like, I've never tried it before. Let's see what it's like. Oh, it's okay. What does it taste it's like Szechuan sauce. Um, as Szechuan sauce would be like, um, uh, well, at least the Americanized version would be sweet, spicy, and tangy. Uh, yeah, it's like a sweet and sour sauce, essentially. Yeah, oh, sweet okay. and sour sauce with a little bit more some. of a spice kick. Hmm. Because Szechuan cuisine is, uh, which comes from a province in China, uh, it's it's hence to be quite spicy because Szechuan peppers. Uh, I can't remember what the. Um, the, the chemical already. compound is it component in, is in it, but um, it basically gives you like a tingly numb feeling around your lips, um, and oh, so that's wow. what the food is known for, and it's like very spicy, um, and it's usually like dry spices too, so it's not like a lot, not saucy a lot of the times, and so that's kind of oh. what it's based on when it got Americanized with like Panda Express and Chinese food in uh, the states. Um, it was a little bit more, um, um, like muted, to yeah. not to not right. make you want to die, just so, so it could appease to like you know palettes that are not used to Mo it. Yeah. Most fast food restaurants in the States, when they advertise something that seems exotic, they always have it muted. Like, uh, the big thing was, I think, a while ago, was uh, Wendy's with the ghost pepper. You know, uh, chicken oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, it's like, oh shit, ghost pepper. I'm gonna eat the sandwich and cry my eyes out. And it's like, you bite into it, it's like, oh yeah, it has like maybe 2% of the actual kick to it. Okay, that's, you know. what you know, It was so muted... And I'm about to sneeze, but I'm going to keep talking until it happens. It was so muted that I was like, man, 
this beef jerky over here that says ghost pepper warning extremely hot maybe it's not that bad then uh -huh. you know, if i can handle the wendy's and then i proceeded to eat snow for like three hours and then <laughs> had to uh chug a thing of uh pepto-bismol like uh, i i definitely got i got fooled <laughs> uh, but uh when the Szechuan sauce came out in the states again for through McDonald's, you know people hopped on it. But it's just it's so toned down that there's really no bringing out the flavor like they probably would have back in the eighties. Uh, well, I think it was early nineties, but uh, yeah. So oof, that's you know. It's, but my I guess my argument is argument is boneless chicken wings, aka you know premium chicken nuggets, if you will. Uh, you know, there's been so many sauces, plus they're pre-dipped and all that stuff. It's put right in. So it's like, why not just get that over chicken nuggets at that point? Well, okay. So, you know what? To counter that point, um, let yeah. me let me um, let me look up the definition of chicken nugget. A chicken nugget is a chicken product made from chicken meat that is breaded or battered, then deep fried or baked. So, wouldn't a boneless chicken wing essentially then be just a chicken nugget? You just countered by repeating what I said: a premium chicken nugget. All right, listen, I'm hungry, all right? I have an excuse. I'm going to McDonald's okay. after this, so. <laughs> and, and, Good job, guys. And the focus on that statement was the fact that boneless chicken tenders, or whatever you want to call them, boneless chicken wings, wings, in quotes, are usually completely sauced through and through before you even get them, versus right. chicken tenders where you got to dip in, like, a bland thing. So... I mean, you can get a bunch of different, you know, sauce cups and whatnot for your chicken nuggets, but it just, it doesn't seem the same versus the entire wing being covered in that delicious goodness. Well, again, it also just depends on somebody's personal preference for sauce. Uh, but then having said that, you could probably always just ask for your boneless chicken wings without any sauce and then yeah. ask for the sauce on the side no, no matter where you go so yeah and if you're eight years old then you can totally do that instead of your chicken you know, nuggets i respect that so then um, are we agreeing uh which i guess we are that boneless chicken wings are the grown-ups chicken nuggets no. they're, well i keep calling them premium because <laughs> mostly because they're more expensive but yes uh when you hit the age of 18, you are legally obligated to go from chicken nuggets. I don't to know about legally wings. obligated because something I will like fight not until like my death on that. Boneless boneless chicken wings <laughs> I, I still don't care, <laughs> old man, you just want to feel young. You boneless no, chicken wings the source really of immortality like over here. Cheap, man. It's $5 for 20 of them. So cheap. It is $7 for 10 of them over here in Canada. Oh, that's probably only is it like half ish? It'd be about five dollars. No, it's like oh, uh, point seven or something. Point eight. Point eight. Okay. Why do I feel like this is just a uh, conflicting promotion for McDonald's at this point? Everybody's like, I want to go to McDonald's. I want a chicken nugget now. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine. Just well, just because it's the weekend, you're another, out of class <laughs> from kindergarten. Name me another. Uh, like, are there any other fast food joints? Uh, not that they don't have chicken nuggets, but are known for their chicken nuggets. Where like McDonald's is the only place where I've had chicken nuggets that. Honestly, the only thing on the menu that I would regularly order from them if I wasn't really? in a rush probably, to get to class. Yeah. For me, it's probably Burger King for a different reason because they have this great deal where it's like 10 pieces of uh, chicken nuggets for $1.49 or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. So you you can get basically get discount chicken nuggets. Uh, Nick in the chat saying Wendy's is the only place he gets chicken nuggets. Wendy's oh. doesn't have nuggets and, here. And what? yes, Amanda, I know the Burger King chicken nuggets are garbage, but they're $1.49. You dip it in enough a, sauce, you yeah, can't tell them. Okay, $1.49 for King, how much? 10. How many nuggets, sorry? 10? Yeah. 10 for $1.49. That's a fucking deal. I'd be buying that oh, all the time. That's a fucking deal. That's I, like, I, like, you do that and you, 
just get super premium, you know, sauce, the real Szechuan sauce. I will say, I will uh, say though, I'd be partial if uh, Wendy's here had the spicy chicken nuggets. I would 100% be partial to them just because they're spicy. So I think that's my goal for when I when I go to Seattle next time. It's look, it's still a lot more flavored than just a bland chicken nugget. Not that you'd eat your chicken nuggets without dipping them in anything, but still, you know, like oh, spice. Honestly, you just throw spicy on anything. That's how. That's the fastest way for you to get me to try something. And I also, not to throw <laughs> even more shade on the chicken nuggets, especially with McDonald's, uh, McDonald's in particular, back in the, the late 90s, you know, one of my favorite Happy Kids meals was the four-piece four chicken nugget meal. I loved them. You know, chicken nuggets were great back in the day, but then I grew up. But uh, my point on this was, I tried them, like, sometime about three, four years ago. When you imagine chicken nuggets from McDonald's, you imagine that that thick, flaky uh, coating of the flour, you know, baked in and whatnot. Some thick-ass chicken nuggets. You dip it, it can barely fit into the sauce cup. But then when you get them nowadays, they're thin. They, they thinned out. Like, it's I think, super upsetting. I think I th- that's probably more the fact that you're just an adult now. And they're just, like, they smaller. They used to so much better. <laughs> I, I feel don't like fucking do this to me. I feel like I feel like that's just, me either, okay? that's just a false like rec- you know recollection of like what it might actually be a false perception. I just remember thicker, batter texture on that stuff, and I feel like they thinned out on the batter to save money. The chicken it's, itself might be the same, but they used to be really thick with that batter. Okay, I can't. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit and like I can't tell you that you're can't wrong. Say maybe you're, you're wrong, right. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah, like you probably weren't even born then. Goddamn ten year old. This is true. Yeah, no, this is true. Um, I will say, Great. if you want like thicker, flakier. How much am I getting paid to be babysitter here? By the way, I'm just asking. Um, no, nothing. <laughs> We're in we forty nine an hour, so I can get. We don't pay to babysit. You just do it. <laughs> what? Wow, cheesy bagger over here. Watch out. Yeah, no, like it's it's like I guess it's a cultural thing. Like we'll all usually ask like friends or family friends or family to watch kids, and then you just do it. That's bullshit. Well, that is bullshit. Well, it's I mean, not your baby. Yeah, but it's like you know, I guess uh, as much as Indians hate each other, we still kind of watch out for each other, so we don't really expect anything in return. We expect more social favors in return, like uh, getting called out for dinner or being, you know, like uh, stuff. But like yeah, that. that's where you find grandmas and stuff, though, who don't have, you know, they're they're running off of their social security and what in the states, mind you. Yeah. Uh, if you if you try to find somebody who could be working a job and needs job money. You know, for their daily lives, and you tell them, "Hey, do it for the family. You need to watch our kids, so I can make money." Or I can you go want have a money? Night out. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Ooh, yeah. Hmm. I, I, I don't think I can give you rest any of my just, money. Rest because... assured, I would hire a babysitter if it ever came down to that, and I would pay them. I'm just, just culturally, think... that's just you know, that's not the case with Indians. I need to have a strong talk with the wife because once it comes down to it, if one of us, well, now if one, if my wife has the kid. <laughs> I hope <laughs> if I have the kid, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Apparently, yeah. Oh, that you're Science reverse Caitlyn. Unimaginable. <laughs> Once we have a kid, it's like basically like whoever makes less money is the person that's probably gonna have to be the you know the stay home. And if it's me, it's me. I'm totally down beating you know, being the just, babysitter. Just ship him, like, ship him up north. I'll get. I'll whip him into shape. Ship him up. I'm gonna whip north. his baby. I'll whip what is him wrong with shape. you? Figuratively. <laughs> Figuratively, okay, okay. No, because they're gonna come back and be like, "Evie's my favorite Pokemon." You little shit! What did you do to him? I'm, I can't have a child I'm, training. I'm a child. sorry if I'm gonna teach them the correct ways of the world, Tyler. I I can't lie. That that they're gonna be like sleeper agents. He's gonna sneak in your house, and you're gonna say, 
hello there. And like, uh, it's all of a sudden you're going to see him go, bloop. He's going to go straight to your fucking freezer, steal all your chicken nuggets, cook them, and eat them all. Oh, how you doing there, Dad? How's it going, eh? He's just going to come back after two weeks. (laughs) So we haven't really... Where are the chicken nuggies? We haven't even talked about bridges. Fuck bridges! Um, There we go. What the fuck, dude? Here's the thing. When I worked at a high... I actually worked at my high school as a para for a while, uh, for two and a half years before I moved out to L.A., and... In the health class, because I would have to, like, attend classes with my high-functioning autistic student and just to be there for them. And in the health class, this health teacher every year would buy a McDonald's Happy Meal with a cheeseburger, fries, and a little, like, what, four or six-pack of chicken nuggets. And she would set it up in front of the thing. I was about to say, hell yeah, but then I had the backstrap to that one. And just leave it there all year. And guess what? That shit doesn't even mold. Right. It literally nope, just uh, gets hard as a rock because it's barely food. And so <laughs> I just they, they thought, did a I was like, oh, no, chicken nuggets could be put, made out of a bridge. You could make chicken nuggets out of, you could make a bridge out of stale chicken nuggets with uh, some sort of cementing <laughs> thing. Big very brain easily. over here, look at you. That's how we combat food waste. I just got real waste. sad because I love chicken nuggets. With but the declining population of children. Oh, five dollars. Oh. <laughs> Or hell, be Peter Pan at this rate. Five dollars for twenty. Oh God. <laughs> um, I like bridges. I love being on a diet. So, Bay uh-huh. City, the city that I live in, uh, not to dox myself here, uh, has a lot of bridges. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're at four, five if you count one that uh, is like a double hump bridge. Uh, you know, being at a city where the you can make an excuse being late for work is yeah, I got held up by a boat. The bridge was up like constantly. Uh. You know, it's an experience. It's cool that having a city that's on two sides of the river. I think the only problem that I don't like bridges right now is uh, specifically in town is they're beginning to get ready to do a toll. They're going to toll people for crossing their own city, (laughs) which is respectable because they're selling the bridge to a private company. And it's more expensive if you don't live in Bay City. Uh, I live in Essexville, which is, you know... adjacent to Bay City. It's not Bay City, but it's adjacent to it. But since it says Essexville in the paperwork, I'm going to have to pay like a ridiculous amount of money compared to anybody that lives in the city just so I can cross the bridge. And that sucks. If I want to go see a movie, I'm going to have to pay like an extra 250 or some shit like that. And that's just no bueno. And... And um, every time I say something that's personal, my wife keeps jumping in. Like so far, it's like, why are we waiting to have a baby? When are we gonna move? When are we gonna get married? It's like, chill. One of those three things is already done. I was gonna say, I think. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> my favorite thing about bridges is when there's a train that goes over a bridge, because I like trains, I like bridges, and I like water. And when those three things meet, you just look out the window, and it's pretty. Hmm. That's fair. I don't like train bridges typically because that usually means that they're like 12 foot 6, aka a truck cannot go under it. And uh, you've seen the videos of people trying to go under train bridges and then they just boom or they can't open or peel themselves. Well, I'm um, uh, I'm pretty sure when you came to visit, I took you over one of the smaller, narrower bridges. Um, and uh-huh. r- uh, it's an old bridge. It's called the Petulo Bridge here in BC. And right next to it is a solo bridge for the uh, local transit system. Like, it's just made for the uh, SkyTrain, it's called. Um, so mm-hmm. at least that way it's nice and separated and we don't have to worry about uh, um, trailers taking their tops off. 
for drivers who. So you're talking about the elevated track that the monorail goes on as a bridge? Yes. Okay, I mean that's fair. A bridge is something that connects two things or goes over something, so I can you know, I'll, you know, I'll call it cool. Uh, I think the two bridges I remember specifically in the states that is memorable to me is the Mackinac Bridge, being in Michigan and all that stuff. Really love the Mackinac Bridge. Uh, had some great experiences, had some not so great experiences. We're not going to go in details about that. Uh, but another uh, bridge I really appreciate is the, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Glenn, you're probably going to beat me to this. The Chesapeake Bridge? The Chesapeake Bay Bridge? Yes. Is that the... uh, like I, it connects uh, Maryland to, well, the other side of Maryland, essentially, uh, if you're heading over to uh, Delaware. Okay, why is that? Uh, it's just a cool-ass bridge. Uh, it's specifically... That area, the Chesapeake Bay, can get foggy at times. And so when you go on the bridge and go over the fog, you look like you're going over into the clouds. You're like suddenly above in the sky. And that looks amazing. Yeah, when uh. it gets colder here, one of the, some of our bridges, because it goes over the river, and then the fog just settles on the river. So again, it looks like you're going over clouds and you're just driving through the sky. It is tight. I love it. Um, the, Good. You, you understand. You understand. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fucking such a fantastic. cool-ass feeling. The other uh, there's only one oh, fuck it's in san francisco the the standard golden gate bridge like, the golden, golden gate? gate bridge it was pretty i was in san francisco for what's, a day and so i managed what's to, the name of the other bridge that goes over the san francisco bay do you know what that one is glenn no there's two bridges oh, okay yeah there's, yeah, there's golden gate, golden and then gate there's, i uh, believe takes you north and then the huh. other bridge takes you across the bay that goes east of i north. guess unless you're from there for the most part you don't learn about the other bridge you just, that's fair like the idea that I expect Glenn no, you, know, you live in California you should know every <laughs> single thing about every I've single city in the France, yeah. Nick, Nick saying it's the uh, Bay Bridge just the, the Bay, Bay Bridge, Bridge. Huh? goes to okay. Oakland okay. yeah oh, that, that makes sense it goes to Oakland because when you go over the bridge once you hit the crest you can see no less than two dozen burning couches so I mean <laughs> it, <it's... laughs> uh, my favorite bridge I've ever been to was the bridge in Lexington, um, where the shot heard round the world was fired, um, that started the American Revolution. So, ah, uh, yes, the great propaganda piece. Oh my gosh, what? I mean, it happened. It was just over exaggerated. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I just was like, wow, this is where like Americans who had migrated said no. We're done. Is this? Okay, no, I can't. I was no, I never mind. Carry on. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a joke. The uh, that would be insensitive. No, the shot hurt. This is me being ignorant. Uh, trying to remember stuff. The uh, shot hurt around the world was focused around the Boston massacre, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was. It was as a result of. Yeah, it was kind of a retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I like. I remember my shit. I believe but. so. I mean, mine is not a recent study either. So. <laughs> Um, I think that we are correct in that. <laughs> uh, okay. But it was really interesting to be in a place where uh, the history of the country that I currently live in kind of started, you know? So that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Sure. Bridges. If you had to give up... No, sorry, carry on, Tyler. That was going to be more of a closing if, statement. If you had to give up one or the other, would you give up being able to go across a bridge or giving up chicken nuggets? I know my answer <laughs> fairly quickly. Right. You'd give up... You'd go around the long way of places uh, just so you know you could have a chicken nugget. Better stories, yeah. I love traveling, and I can always. But you love chicken nuggets more because I'm a modern man. Wait. It's not like I need a bridge to get to Europe. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. I believe it's called the Bering Strait. 
That's a bridge between continents. It's oh, a, it is a land go. bridge. Yeah, you're not That's wrong. metaphysical right there. Yeah. <laughs> but it only exists for a short time of year, and I can I would probably fly even if I could go across bridges, which I now apparently can't. So. Oh, that sounds like a story. I'm not sure if I should ask. Uh, <gasps> Nick, your, your answer. Do you, would you give up bridges or chicken nuggets? Chicken nuggets. You'd give up chicken nuggets? Yeah, bridges are tight. I was going to say that if you ever watch, like I've watched one or two documentaries about bridges, short ones, uh, they are a feat. Um, oh, of, yeah, modern Marvel. Yeah, they're a feat of engineering. They are, I think, a testament to the 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 art, like the pure basis of science and engineering that we function on as a society. And bridges just fascinating the way they're constructed and the way they hold things up and the fact that they essentially, at a glance, defy physics if you don't understand how they operate. I love bridges. Walking across bridges is uh, is pretty because you know, it, like essentially, these were things that these are things that connect two pieces of land that would be otherwise treacherous to cross the river, or you'd have to take the long way around that we've been doing for like the past what a century and a half. Um, right. Bridges are tight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, I respect that. Uh, I mean, on the plus side, you could say you know you can keep bridges, but then you upgrade to the you know the proper item you know yeah chicken tendies yay um uh if you can say tenders i'll work with you for middle ground but uh, knowing you that is like a hill you'll die on chicken tendies all right so uh, die with the chicken tendy in hand (laughs) we're gonna move on to our topic of the show and uh tyler you penned this one into simple one but why don't you uh, take us away with this sure so the topic of the show i didn't want to be topical uh i just wanted to enjoy ourselves i want us to relax and Keep it casual, you know? This is uh, the casual talk edition. Uh, what is your favorite video game, and what do you remember when you first played it? Now, Glenn just uh, <laughs> slammed his head into the microphone, which is a good start. Uh, I'm not sure if Glenn just... Are you having a stroke? You okay? No, yeah, I'm fine. I've been thinking about it since I read it for a while, and I just... It's a lot of... Pretty loaded question. You, you can't pick one? I, they're, I don't they're, know. they're all my favorite. I it's have so many that. memories with each one. It's that I have three that I can't say no to. Like I've got. Then talk roll about, a dice. I don't <laughs> oh, do that. Okay, fine. They're all my favorite. I, I don't. <laughs> you can only have one flavor of ice cream. I want all three. Well, well, you can only have one. Well, give me one third of each. I guess I could narrow it down to two. No, I sound like Pete. Oh, no, I, I was trying to sound like Pete from uh, the Disney character. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. Pete? Yeah, you don't know Pete? No. The, the and Like the antagonist to most Mickey Mouse? The, oh, The, the walrus yeah. guy? Goof Troop? <laughs> the Bye, neighbor? Right, right. Yeah, he has, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, Pete. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Yeah. I'm cooking burgers. Yeah, in my super nice technological trailer. Yeah, so my two favorite games Uh <laughs> Our, oh, you cut it down to two. Wow. Who's I got it down to two. N- name the third. I want to hear wh- what the third is. Which one did leave, you cut out of your life just now? I'm going to leave it to the abyss. I'll, we'll talk about it after the show. It's, um, it's going to stare back at you, man. You better watch out. It will. I know. Um, it's either. Uh-huh. Man, I just feel like everyone's going to hate me after this. Dragon Age Origins. Okay. Okay. Or Mass Effect 2. Okay. Those are great options. Why would we hate on you for that? I don't know. There's. I just feel like was there it because the options. third one was like Stardew Valley or some shit. And you just threw it away. <laughs> no. Well, no, Stardew no, Valley so is top is, five though. This is also what is your favorite video game? Fuck everybody else. Yeah. What what is okay. a game yeah, that you enjoy playing the, the most? What, you know, I just. I also. I didn't know ask that, like, what is the best video game. Like 
the God of War series, which I have yet to touch, um, Breath of the Wild, which I'm now working through. Um, there's some very like critically acclaimed games, very similar. Like I've never seen three billboards. You know, I've never seen Birdman. I've never watched Marriage Story. There's a lot of really good movies I have also not seen. Um, and I get a little bit of flack for it sometimes. So in the video game. Don't arena, worry. I've never watched Top Gun and I get a lot of flack for that. It's fine. You like Some, Tom Cruise. A little research was made into this. I can give you credit, so it's probably fake research, but mind you. And I, I believe I said the statement one time before in the early parts of Casual Master Quest days. A person's favorite video game is usually something that they played between the ages of 12 and 14 because at that age they're easily impressionable and it leaves such a lasting impact on their psyche that they keep it de near and dear to their heart. Even if, uh, you know, objectively it's not that great of a game. So, that being said, with the, the big uh, gaming boom back in the uh, the late 90s, that's why everybody like loves the hell out of Final Fantasy VII, even though nowadays you look at it and it's like, ugh, or uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and whatnot. Like, those are still good games, but even though there are vast improvement on those kind of games, people still say that's their favorite game of all time. Okay, you have to know my third. Uh oh It's Twisted Metal 2. I respect it. <laughs> Okay. It's a solid, solid <laughs> game with a solid soundtrack. Oh shit! I didn't mute myself. <laughs> he didn't mute himself. Yeah, I was like, man, both of those other games, like Origins and everything, is post two thousand five. Like I, and then I was like, oh, the third that I did cut, that was definitely a late nineties. Okay, if it helps, my favorite game, I wouldn't say of all time, but going based off Tyler's statement that had like a deep, profound impact on me was Ratchet and Clank two. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, right? With uh, the logic I threw in there that, you know, at that age, you're smart enough and old enough that you can play almost any game within reason and understand it, and it leaves a hell of an impression. Ratchet and Clank 2, I like, went over to a buddy's house. Um, he's like, hey, got this game. And then it was like in the early parts of the game, and he was struggling with the first boss. And he's like, oh, mm, I can't do this. And I'm like, let me try. And then I fucking learned how to strafe and shoot my gun at the same time. And he was <gasps> amazed, and I killed that boss. And I was like, all right, cool. I really like this game. Mom, I need a PS2 and this game. He's like, no. He's like, all right, <clears> sick. <throat> got one a few months later. Beat the shit out of that game. Played it over and over again. It got really tough at some point. My first playthrough that I couldn't play it anymore. So I had to stop for a few years got Ratchet Clank 3, beat that, went back to Ratchet Clank 2, I'm like, I've leveled up, bitch, beat that boss, and then finish the game. Nice. Wow. <laughs> that's that's Nick my just story. Had a, Ratchet and Nick Clank just had 2, a huh? child, yeah, I a childhood power move. Fucking loved Ratchet and Clank 2. Ratchet and Clank 2, 3, and 4, which was called Deadlocked, or at least Dreadlocked in Europe, I think. Um, but uh, because those, essentially, the those games had early games plus like new game plus uh, they didn't call it new games plus but it was essentially the same like you just start off with the same equipment you had at the end of your first run but everything's much okay. more difficult and you could like level up the weapons for like further oh. like one level further or whatever and like prestiging. Um, yeah essentially and uh, I think this was before like this was before I was even 16 17 like I played Ratchet and Clank 2 3 4 Jack and Dexter 2 3 and X like several times over like if we were to find my PS2 memory cards I've probably put collectively at least 4 500 hours in those games because my parents would be gone it'd be summer vacation I'd wake up play Jack and Dexter like Jack 2 for the second for like the 16th time because why not Random question for you, Nick. Let's say that memory card's lost to the void, but somebody, like, you know, mysterious stranger from the shadows comes forward and he shows that 
he has that exact memory card, pristine condition, everything, everything on there. How much would he pay for it? Um, hang on. I'm going to be that shadowy figure myself and get that. Give me one minute. Fuck. He still has it. I mean, I just said if it disappeared to the void and he came back and somebody offered it to him, how much he would pay. And he's like, fuck your rules. I'm walking off and showing you this. Like, I'm not suggesting you just had a nightmare, Nick. Jesus. (laughs) Probably mixing his fucking spaghetti sauce. I did that too. But here's my eight megabyte crystal playstation 2 memory oh card oh my god nice now if you hypothetically of course i don't want you to get scared and eat too many uh, chicken nuggets here like a child uh how much would you pay to have that back if it got lost like um it, easily between to go two your to truck f- and it was easily between two to five hundred okay. bucks okay because like uh like it's one of those things not, again it got stolen it got ran over or some shit and so i mean even, bring it back. even that might be too much because i feel like at this point because it's been so long since i've played them I just want yeah. to play them over again. But wouldn't you want to see your original accomplishments? Like, holy crap, this, that's that's where I beat the game for the first time on that. Yes. This is proof that I beat it back in the day. Yes, but also no, because I know I beat it. Okay. And well, for me, like, y- that's enough. Like, um, I put so much time into these games, and I need to fucking get a Transformer so I can make my PS2 work here in NA, um, North America, like... Yeah, no, I miss these games. I bought all my PS2 and PS1 games with me, and the only thing that I need to get my PS2 to work here is a transform because the input voltage required is too low. Uh, like in Europe, it's 240 volts. That's uh, that comes from mains. Uh, here, it's only 110 or, or so. So I need a step down transformer to make it work. Right, right. The big dream. Maybe a good birthday gift though, if we can uh, figure it well, out. Well, well, no. See, like honestly, like I'm just being lazy because a step down transformer is only about 25, 30 bucks. It's not a lot. I just haven't done it. Or fucking birthday gift. Give me some slack. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, then what do you got there? What do you have there? A memory card. For what? PlayStation, PlayStation 2. 2? <laughs> Both of you? For real? <laughs> Granted, now this doesn't have all my original file saves on it because we... One thing we always did when I was growing up is we would always trade in the older console to get the new one and keep some of the games that we really liked because usually consoles were cross-platform compatible, you know, so you could play your PS1 games on your PS2. It wasn't a big deal, but now they they don't do that anymore. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but this one, I friend of mine, long-time childhood friend, we've been friends since I was nine years old, eight or nine, and they were moving out okay. of that their original house that they had lived in for that whole duration of our friendship, and they had us go in and clean up stuff uh, while they were out of town, my brother and I, and we were like, They were like, yeah, just throw everything away in the house that is left because we don't want any of it. And we were like, okay, great. We'll just, they're like, yeah, there's some furniture. Just break it down, put it out in the back and blah, blah, blah. And we found their PS2, four controllers, all the games. And we were just like, um, what do you want to do with these? You want us to take them and we can give them to the, to the guys because they have three sons. And they were like, and I, they were like, yeah, if you want to. So I messaged each of them. They're like, no, you guys can just take it. So I got like a full collection of PlayStation 2 games, uh, nice. a bunch of PS3, some Xbox One games, a PS2 itself with a memory card with assuredly some games that I helped save on there. Some Dynasty Warriors. We and shit out of and Dynasty so that'd be Warriors. even sweeter because you didn't like, hey, we found this. Let's just take it without telling them. You're like, no, we'll tell yeah. them. You told them. They're like, no, it's fine. You can keep it. It was like, yes. Score. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's awesome. I was really man. sad too because I... I gave away my Pokemon card collection to their youngest son when I thought I was too cool for Pokemon cards, and now I'm like, 
30 years old and I'm like, give me all the Pokemon cards. Um, <laughs> and when I was cleaning, going through their house, because he lost them. Um, and I was like, there's Ooh. no way they're lost in this giant house. They're somewhere. And so I looked so hard for them. They're just genuinely not there. So I lost most of my Pokemon card collections gone. I still have some of my Gen 1 stuff, but like I had like a first edition Pikachu and some other pretty decently valuable cards back then. I completely changed the subject. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I was going to say that uh, I do not have a PlayStation 2 memory card on me. Sorry to say. So, you know, if you, if you want, somebody wants to give me one so I can pretend I have all my save files on and you can't prove it because no one has a PS2 on hand. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, otherwise, like for me, I think it would be a PlayStation 1 memory card. Same thing. Like, uh, the, there's, I'm for and against the idea of somehow magically recovering it. Uh, great. Uh, the fucking Scientology is coming to recruit me at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, it's... I don't think I would want the memory card for the PlayStation 1 because uh, I'd look at it and go, holy shit, I was a fucking idiot with how I played this game. I'd rather just do it over again and show how it's properly done. Or, if I did get it, there's so many games I probably didn't get to complete as a kid, either because they were too hard or whatnot, especially PlayStation 1 era. Like... I'm pretty sure I've never did the 100% completion for Spyro to see the final level and all that. And I'm pretty sure I still haven't seen the final level. So there's probably a bunch of games where it's like, I'll complete this. I'll, you know, let me finish this right here. I'll complete what I could not before. And I think that would be something exciting. Uh, back on the logic of the 12 to 14 year old era, that would probably mean for me, hypothetically, I don't think it's the case. It would be a uh, Wind Waker for the GameCube back in like 2003, 2004 time. But it's not as it turns out, because I didn't get every single game in console when they came out at the time. I was falling behind by a generation or so because I was poor as shit. And so, because of that, back when the GameCube was the hot ticket item, I was back on the system before called the Nintendo 64, which had Ocarina of Time. So, back when I was 12, 14, I was playing Ocarina of Time, I fell in love with it like a motherfucker, and it is easily one of my favorite games today uh around that same time i was also playing link to the past uh link to the past also was a great game completely different uh style of playing when it comes to zelda but it had a similar style i used to say link to the past was my favorite game of all time but you know i i've been playing both of them you know over the past few years and ocarina time just holds up more there's more fun to be had with it, especially with randomizer and stuff and it, it just I'm always learning like silly, stupid stuff I can do with it that I can't do with uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past holds a great spot in my heart, and you guys knew from the start it was gonna have to be a Zelda game, right? It was like, oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts one for sure for the PlayStation. No, no, Slap I was that kinda, shit right out of my mouth. I was, was kind of hoping out. for a big surprise reveal, but you know, um, I guess I'm disappointed. I mean, I can pull something out of my ass if you want. Uh, What's a game I mean, that that'd you be really a nice surprise when you were younger <laughs> that we wouldn't expect? Some games that uh, people ha would have no idea what they are. Uh, probably uh, Disney's Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse for the Super Nintendo. Oh. No, that still feels like something I'd expect you to enjoy, honestly. Well, I mean, okay, give me a genre that you wouldn't expect me to enjoy as a kid. Any kind of Don't shooter. say horror because, okay, a shooter. Uh, let's see, back in the day, probably my favorite oh. shooter game. Goldeneye? Yeah. You know, I've never actually beaten Goldeneye proper. I always use cheats and stuff. Because, what about Perfect uh, Dark? I'd never played Perfect Dark Zero. Or oh, Perfect I'm talking Dark. about... Yeah, I was say, 
base ass perfect dark. Yeah, they were both good N64 shooters. I really liked a, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but it was a WWE game that came out on the Nintendo 64. Uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day would be another one. It's definitely one of my favorite games, but it, it staled very quickly. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a game that, like, throws you off the tracks. Nick, uh, you talked about a bunch of games they enjoyed. What is your favorite game, though? <laughs> That's, like, I'm I'm in Glenn's camp here. Like, it's hard because I have a list. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, like, if we're talking about, like, old school, like, I like I think there for me there's two phases in my life when it comes to gaming. Uh, Pre-Canada and post-Canada. Because pre-Canada, I didn't really have access to, like, internet and online gaming. Post-Canada, I did. Hmm. Um... So, pre-Canada would be things like any of the platformers, Ratchet and Clank, the Jack and Daxter series, um, some of the racing games, Burnout Revenge, um, uh, Arbin, I love the Prince of Persia series, uh, like Pokemon games growing up, and then post-Canada, and then Halo as well, you know, and then post-Canada was Halo, and then that's when PvP came into play in Destiny. But if so, if we're talking about post-Canada, my favorite game that I've played in the last few years, I've, I came to Canada in 2014, my favorite game that I've played is most definitely The Witcher 3 by like miles like leaps and bounds the witcher 3 the wild hunt is my favorite game i think it will quite easily take the top spot almost um if um platinum wasn't there like platinum and the witcher 3 would fight for the same spot pokemon oh, platinum. Like platinum the metal pokemon platinum oh. i just remember there's a shooter game that i used to play back in 2004 that i absolutely loved oh oh yeah uh it was called metroid prime there you go okay okay I, okay, I, I, I feels like it'd be right up your alley, too. you're expecting. Yeah, no, because, you know what, I don't, uh, I guess the only thing that would surprise me is if you played a multiplayer shooter game, like, and you, like, truly, truly loved it. Because Metroid is still a, is, is still a Nintendo game, and you are a Nintendo person, so, like, that still makes sense, and it fits you. No. So, I'm like... No. <laughs> I got um, Pokemon the first movie as my, like, centerpiece up there. No. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Pokemon Platinum, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt would, would contest for my top spots, followed by and Destiny. I also I play a multiplayer uh, shooter, Platoon 2. I'll give you that. Don't give me that fucking luck. I'll give you that. Sure. Don't fucking I do I thought you were going to say League, and I was going to go, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, back in like high school days, I used to play uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare a lot. That was my big thing back in the day, but I mean... Game? I never really got to play with friends. I just got a kick out of the idea that I had a uh, a fifty caliber uh, Barrett sniper rifle, and that was the cool thing back in the day. I played uh, a lot of Condition Zero solo because I couldn't play online because it was a pirated copy, and the servers wouldn't let you connect. Oh. And I've definitely played plenty of Halo Three back in the day. It's just, yeah, you're right. Uh, shooters probably wasn't my thing. It seemed like uh, I think by the time it took off, it it, like, the, the shooter craze didn't really start until maybe my sophomore year, uh, and uh, freshman year was pretty much, like, the, the time for me to have it, essentially, right. or not, and I just completely missed the uh, the window. And Nick just uh, brought up my name I used to have in PS3 called Tycho Da Sniper God. Uh, God, I what was so fucking What is the Tycho thing? What is that from? Can't we say that for a different topic of the show? Is that bad? No, it's not bad. It's just embarrassing. Oh, I mean, I just have, I know a guy that his tell you what, handle is Tycho I'll tell Bahe you the history of how Tycho came to be 
Nick already knows where I'm going with this. If Nick tells us why his name is LR. So, uh, I think that's going to be it for topic of the show, so we're going to move right into game releases. Um, Glenn, Glenn, we have quite quite a few games coming out. Do you want to start us off here with this list? I would love to. Um, it looks like uh, coming out on all consoles and PC. No, so no mobile, but consoles and PC on February 25th. Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection, which I assume is a remastering. Yes? Uh, yes, for sure. Like uh, Mega Man Zero and the ZX. I mean, they have so many fucking uh, Legacy Collections of uh, different versions of their Mega Man games, but it's almost guaranteed that uh, either this is going to be a remaster for the newest generation, or it's just the next step in their uh, remasters. That it, here, we need to place bets now, I think. How long will it be with the success of Sonic before Mega Man gets a live-action movie? Uh, there is a large-scale war that's happening in the uh, chat. Sorry to the podcast listeners, uh, listeners. Apparently, my wife knows the secret to LR's name, and some reason Brandon, a.k.a. Zigzagoon, uh, also knows. What? And what the fuck is going on here? How do they yes, both know? Uh, I love rocks. I love 11 rocks. That's, Ele- 11 that's of them? Yes. Oh, Oh, LR, they're being love- facetious. Got it. Well, no, Amanda definitely okay. knows. Um, that I don't doubt. I, I mean, Amanda doesn't usually lie on these kind of situations. Brandon just fucking okay. He's going. He's going full Steven Universe on us. Uh. Anyways, uh, Rune Factory Four Special coming out on Nintendo Switch on February twenty fifth, which is also my birthday. Happy birthday, Tyler! Thank you. Thank Happy you. birthday. Uh, Nick, Thank you for the gift, Nick. Uh, oh, no problem. I, I'll, I'll praise it to everybody. Uh, he got me a set of dice uh, from uh, Kraken. Kraken dice. Kraken nice. Kraken makes yes. nice dice. Very Some cool-ass cool translucent blue-green dice. I'd show it Ooh. off, but yeah. I, I can show it off afterwards. Uh, yeah. You, um, all the audio we're going to hear is ching, 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 ching. Uh, Rune Factory 4 uh, special looks like it's a um, uh, port from the Nintendo DS version that came out in 2012. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. And then we have Two Point Hospital coming out on all consoles on February 25th. I assume this is a medical game? No. Nah. No? Honestly, I think it's a... No, it's a cooking game. Two Point Hospital? Design stunning hospitals, cure peculiar illnesses, and manage troublesome staff as you spread your budding healthcare organization across Two Point Country. Okay. Yeah. And it is, uh, yes, a console release for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Nice. Wonderful. Nick in the chat suggesting it's a nurse love game. Oh, boy. (laughs) We also have another February 25th release, so it looks like we've officially gotten past the the hump of nothing coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Wasteland remastered on PC and Xbox One. What? Uh, Just, I think uh, I've heard of Two Point Hospital because my wife actually has this game, and she just brought this up, where they give you, like, random... Uh, ailments that don't actually exist, but I'm trying to remember like a good example. It would be like uh, they had to surgically reattach the tongue because the cat actually took it, kind of thing, or some you know, it's just something silly like that. Oh, okay. And and uh, I was getting ready to fight Nick because I think uh, Nick in the chat because I thought he was gonna like call me out on something, but he just meant he got something for me for my birthday. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Wasteland Remastered is a remastered uh, version of the 1988 title. 1988, holy crap. Holy shit, yeah. Um, wow. It appears that it is a uh, 
a post-apocalyptic RPG game. Like, very, very top-down, old-school uh, kind of game. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Um, and then next on our list, we have a game called Bloodroots coming out on console. Bloodroots. And PC. Yep. It's, on February it's, uh, 28th. Cell shaded stylized. It looks like uh, basically uh, it's a, uh, what do you call it? A uh, hack and mash kind of game where you run around. Anything on the ground essentially is your weapon. And uh, instead of it being the Wild West, it's the Weird West, which is uh, interesting. And it's coming out for the uh, consoles and uh, PC on the 28th. Nice. Yeah, the uh, art style for this looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's almost Samurai Jackish. Oh, now, now, um, now you got me thinking. <laughs> and the next game we have is a game called I. I think that that there's more to this name. Is it Metro 20, 2033 Redux, or is that a different game? I think that's in the right vein. And now that I, I was put on the spot here, uh, yeah, it's uh, or is it just the, Metro uh, Redux? <laughs> so Metro twenty thirty three Redux um, is, um, I believe, it might be a. Uh, remastered or like a game of the year edition kind of thing uh, but it is oh, okay. the first game in the metro series okay yes but that is coming out for nintendo switch on february 20th yes well. <laughs> really nintendo switch of all things um yeah well yeah. the original game came out in uh 2010 um redux came out on pc in 2013 a little later um I think in 2014 or something. And so now it's getting the Switch port, uh, which I think they announced a little while ago, uh, which I guess it's a sign of companies just testing um, the uh, um, capabilities of the Switch. And CD Projekt Red was very successful with running the Switcher on it. Uh, the Switcher. I call it the fucking Switcher. The old Switcher. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's what this is. Metro Redux is the ultimate double game collection, including the definitive versions of both Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. So it's a combination of the remastered edition. What was that, Glenn? Did you not hear me? No, yeah, you're, you're leaning away from the mic and you're Oh, I apologize. Uh, no, no, that's uh, okay. <laughs> Metro Redux is a combination. It's a, a double game, actually. It has both the definitive editions of both Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. So nice. they remastered it and comboed it and put it on a, and ported it over to the... Uh, I'm interested to see why that's not out for more than just Nintendo Switch, though. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a possibility it might be out for uh, the consoles already, and they just uh, bumped it over to the Nintendo Switch. That's, that's also a firm uh, possibility. And then uh, the next game on our list is uh, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows on PS4 and Xbox One, which is also coming out on the 28th. Um, what a sad title. Uh, I just want to point out <laughs> that it's coming out in Japan on the 27th, but then worldwide for the 28th. Like, is that just a shout out to Japan, I guess, at that point? That's got to be the case. Have you seen the anime? Yeah. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, in uh, this game in particular, it's going to be a 3D arena fighting game style. So I uh, oh. think like Budokai Tenkaichi style, or I guess. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I think that's the only thing you could do with that storyline is just have it just be yeah. a goofy fighting um, game, you know? Developed by Bandai Namco and Spike Chunsa, so... Um, should be good. Yeah. Big wow. names. Yeah. The, my only problem with it is, is if you play a Saitama, is it just you know, fight a no. boss and you punch it one time and they die? There's no is way it, you can fight Saitama. You can yeah, Saitama, like, right? that's, a, that's a hard thing. Like, either you don't have Saitama in the game because you can't. Like, I would, I honestly would love if they did that, but that's not going to be the case. But I would, you play it. 
Like you'd have you play to play as uh, the cyborg guy all the time. You just have to I, yeah, play as something else every time because you can't play Saitama because all you have to do is go blink and then just die. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of my favorite fights in that whole show was when he wanted to train with Saitama in that like gorge, and they mm, trained yeah. and they worked hard and no, no, no. he didn't kill. No, no, no. Him, you know, Genos did. He worked. Yeah, hard. Genos. Yeah, <laughs> he he but he still, really like, went for it. Right, and that's Saitama what I think would be really funny running. is if the goal of this game was just to find out which character and which style you liked most, fighting through the game, and like through different checkpoints in the game, you had to try and hit Saitama one time. I was, I was like, thinking the big brain simulator would be uh, you play Saitama, but you can't actually attack. You just dodge everybody until they get tired. Try to survive as long as possible. <laughs> dodge simulator. Perfect. And then uh, you'll get the special ability to close punch them to freak them out, and then they just give up. Yeah, I love that show. I'm waiting for season two. Um, last but not least, for sure, because this is another series that holds a special place in my heart, even though every game is the exact same as the last one. Um, Romance Good, of the I've Three never Kingdoms heard of 14. 14. Holy shit. So uh, I, uh, I'd never heard of this game series, and I just did uh, quick like research. Um, so, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, um, this is verbatim from uh, the Wikipedia article, so take it for what you will, is a 14th century historical novel uh, attributed to uh, Liu Guanzong. It is said in the turbulent years towards the end of the Han Dynasty and the Three Kingdoms period in Chinese history, starting in 16, 169 AD and ending with the reunification of the land in 280. So yep. I guess it's a video every game retelling. Game is just yeah. Well, every game you're playing a different character that belongs to one of the main three factions, and you are attempting to sway history in one way or another. So if I side with Cow Cow, um, then I, you know, am trying to push his agenda. And in that timeline, now Cow Cow has become the one that unified the the lands, or uh, Liu Bei, or Lu Bu, or any of those guys. My favorite guy was Zhao Yun, but. Um, it was a lot of fun to just like swing through enemies and like do bolts where you just like send like 60 people flying into the air. It's a fun game. So it's it's a kind of like a Dynasty Warrior style game though? Yeah. Or? Well, I think Romance of the Three Kingdoms allows you to do a little more Civ-like stuff where you're making like political decisions as well as fighting through the actual battles. Um, but yeah, it's in the same vein as Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And that's coming out on the 28th of uh, February, so Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and so that's it for game releases, and we're going to move right on Sorry, to... Friday. I meant Friday. Uh, my birthday is Tuesday. Your birthday is <laughs> Tuesday. The, all, not all the days revolve around your birthday, Tyler. But happy birthday. <laughs> Love you. Am I getting... A child should not be talking like that to an adult, okay? This is true. <laughs> um, many apologies, sir. Um, but we're going to move on to this Get- day in gaming for, uh, for February 24th. Um... <laughs> And we have a few games on this list that I think are all interesting. Um, I know three of them. Um, and I'm going to s- start this off with the first one because I listed this. Um, Hollow Knight came out for the PC for the first release in 2017 on this day in gaming. Man, remember when, when the game became big because it came out for the Switch? Um, yes, sadly. <laughs> it was. It had a cult following and then it came out on the Switch. Everybody's this is amazing. This is revolutionary. Like how? And I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I've never played this game before. And everybody's like, well, it was my not- I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so happy third birthday to Hollow Knight. Yeah. Happy third birthday, Hollow Knight. Um, how did you want to tell us about this next game? Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Uh, I thought it was spelled with an X. I'm pretty sure it's spelled with an X. Uh, 
Nick in the chat would know this game more than I do, but uh, it's a game that came out uh, five years ago. Holy crap, Xenoverse is five years old. That's so crazy. I honestly wow. feel like it just came out for some reason. Uh, it is a game uh, where you... you uh, I, Nick in the chat's probably going to correct me as much as he can. Uh, basically, you can make your own character and whatnot and go through the... Uh, uh, different storylines and whatnot as your own character, and you can train with uh, t uh, titular characters. Like I believe I watched Nick play, make himself as a Saiyan character to be trained under the mighty Vegeta, who gave him uh, some backhanded uh, compliments. You know, oh yeah, you're pretty good for a wimp. Huh? It's like okay, cool. <laughs> for a human. <laughs> Nick is saying that you became uh, time police, and uh, you essentially—I oh, guess I'm you guessing you time Havercorn. Sure, yes, and uh, that's why you went through the story again. Thank you, Nick, in the chat for guiding me along. You're a beautiful shepherd, uh, as your custom-made character that never appeared in the, you know, any of the anime. But since it's a game, and you went back in time to help rectify things. There you are. Nice. So happy fifth birthday to Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Um, the also, next I one, fixed the spelling. It is with an X. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Glenn. Um, the next game is another one that I listed. Uh, Bulletstorm came out for the PC, PS3, Xbox 360 in 2011. Happy ninth birthday to Bulletstorm. What made this game so special yeah, was... Happy ninth birthday. Uh, it's a single-player game. It had co-op capabilities um, or co-op functionality. But as a single-player game, it was interesting because you'd go through the campaign or like each section or chapter or whatever it was divided into. And they'd be scoring uh, a la... Uh, um, like... Uh, like Bayonetta, you know, the Japanese dip, style dip, games dip, dip. Uh, where, you know, they okay. give you a grade or whatever at the end. Um, and so it's like, it doesn't really matter, but like something to make you feel good about yourself. But here the difference was that this scoring was based on how creatively you killed your enemies. Like from, because you had like this, uh, like it, it's a sci-fi game and it's a shooter, third person shooter. So you had like a whip attachment on your left arm. And so you could either pull people towards you, push people away, like whip them left and right. So I believe, I think one of the highest scoring in one specific level was whipping people into a, um, exhaust fan and having, and getting them sliced and diced into up. shape. So, <laughs> um, so Indiana Jones them with, uh, the airplane propeller. Thorn it's whip. Like, so I can't remember too much because they did put out a remastered edition, I think two or three years ago, but like it, it forced you, not forced you, but it, it rewarded you for being creative in the way you killed people by either interacting with your environment or like doing things to them. And yeah, not just simply shooting them. <laughs> yeah. Glenn, uh, you seem, um, it's oh. raining so hard outside and I love it. I thought I was like, why the, who the fuck is sitting right next to Glenn tapping their keyboard whenever he talks? And it's like I keep hearing Tch -tch 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 -tch. That is the rain. Okay. That's amazing. Turn my mic more towards me. <laughs> oh well. And uh the last one. Are you telling me the shush or rain the shush? Because rain. both are gonna give you disastrous <laughs> results. Rain. Rain will get you wet. I I'll just I'll fight you. Is water wet? Or something. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that is uh, kindergarten-level science since you love fucking chicken nuggets still. Jesus. Tyler, tell us about this last game on our list. So, Gex Enter the Gecko uh, is a game that came out for the PlayStation 1 in 1998. Uh, it is a 22-year-old game, which freaks me the fuck out. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a game. It's, it's more of a tragedy of a game that should have gone uh, great, but it just went down or downhill so quickly that it became a joke. Uh, 
for those who remember Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, which is, uh, you know, a moderate success in the era, it was, you know, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day was a game that made parodies of certain things, like, uh, there was a Terminator boss fight against a haystack, or you're reliving Saving Private Ryan in a scene where it's, uh, evil teddies versus squirrels or whatnot. Uh, Gex tried following the same thing in Spiral-like levels where they are going, uh, into specific, uh, themes. Uh, Gex Enter the Gecko tries to focus on the James Bond theme overall, but it does it so poorly that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a gecko, and we're gonna sexualize them. I'm like, whoa! No, no, no! <laughs> and so, you know... So, low effort for... With that... <laughs> low effort scaly, or I guess it's in the... Geckos are amphibians, so... Uh, but uh, on top of that, the uh, designs uh, were piss poor, but they tried focusing so much on the theme that it just, it was comical. It was held together by duct tape, and it was frustrating because it looked like it could have been cool. The premise was cool. It's like, I imagine if uh, fucking Rockstar made Bully, but they forgot to make the school kind of situation. It's like... The, the premise of being a bully is cool, but there's nothing there to be a bully to, essentially. Or in this case, uh, you know, trying to be a, you know, an agent-style character. And it, I shouldn't talk too much shit out of it. You know, it's it's getting old, man. You know, it's yeah, they took the character model old. and made the Geico, you know, mascot. Right. Yeah, uh, he cleaned himself up. Uh, he yeah. uh, he Robert Don, uh, Downey Jr. himself, and uh, now, now he's a, you know, selling car insurance. Good on him, you know? If it if it helps, um, Gecko Enter the Gecko was uh, developed by Crystal Dynamics, the people that made uh, Square or not Square, well Square Enix's Tomb Raider. Yes. Uh, should I know them for anything else or no? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that uh, they also made the Legacy of Kane. Uh, they did that series, which yeah, that's okay. fair. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be it for the show. Uh, uh, we're gonna start wrapping up here. Uh. Tyler, where could people find you? You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. Two times Tyler. Or you, you know, you can see my cool picture. You know, I got rainbow specs on right now. They're I feel like very I'm, tight. I like them. Thank you. Uh, so a lot better than the uh, the red ones. Uh, yes, but that's just me and my fucking picky personal taste. But I really like them. They're they're really cool. They're very. You uh, have to bring yourself down. Your opinion is strong, but it's yours. That's the most very, important. Uh, part, right? Vibey. I like them. Vibey. Ooh, I like vibes. Hmm. Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, rainbow specs, my old Pokemon hat, and a Christmas sweater for some reason, just because you know, I'm feeling toasty, you know? Glenn, where can people yeah. find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Razeth, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H. Uh, I stream usually Monday through Friday, with a few exceptions randomly, kind of on and off, uh, but most of the time. And on Twitter at Glenn Houston, with uh, two N's, and look like Dustin. Nice. Nice. And, nice. Um, you can find me. Where can we uh, find you, buddy? Me. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch and on Instagram at LR11, all letters. And you can also find me on Twitter at LRTheEleventh, uh, also all letters. Um, but enough about me. Uh, you can find the show, Casual Master Quest, on Twitter primarily at CMQ Network, where we have a link that will take you to all the wonderful places we are on the internet, um, including our Discord group. Uh, you can listen to the show, Casual Master Quest, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, and most other places where you can find podcasts. Uh, you can email us if you ever have any questions, concerns, comments, want to say hi at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Um, and beyond that, 
we have a D&D podcast called Casual Questmasters. Where Hell yeah. uh, it's a fifth edition live play podcast where Glenn is our dungeon master and it's me, Tyler, and Brandon, and we explore Fair Room. Um, is there anything else uh, before we end off here? Yeah, you can find Brandon, aka Zigzagoon, on Twitter at Zigzagoon, Z I G G S A G O O. Who fuck? Who fucking cares? Nope, that's <laughs> it. All right, well then, thank you very much for listening. This was episode 88 of Casual Master Quest. Um, 88? I, 88. Happy birthday, Tyler. Um, thank you. Everybody else, thank you for listening. I'll be turning 29. 29. What a beautiful number. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you soon. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Peace. See you guys next week. I'll miss you. Boom, Bye-bye. bitch. I beat you to it. Mm. <laughs> The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.